This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. How about the red, white, and blue stripes of Captain America? <laughs> Did you watch it, Jim? I didn't. I didn't finish it. No. Is, is it the last episode on Friday? Yeah. The mm. Falcon and Winter Soldier, final episode, episode six of the series, came out on Friday. You, uh, you So yeah, I can't really get into it. Mm. I don't want to spoil it for our listeners. Don't want to spoil it for you. The most action-packed episode so far, though. Good, good. Basically start to finish uh, battles and trials, a couple yeah. tribulations in there. <laughs> really makes you realize how expensive the fighting scenes are when uh, the Marvel TV shows happen because there's very little fighting. <laughs> and that's what everybody wants. There's a lot of talking, yeah. He, he, it's the same. It's always been that way, like the Incredible Hulk show from the 70s. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> No, seriously. You'd watch it, and then you'd get two two uh, transformations from Bruce Banner into Hulk in an episode. <laughs> you get a small one midway through the episode, if you were lucky, and then at the very end, the last five minutes, uh, Bill Bixby would turn into Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. His green makeup is not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and Lou, expensive commodity. And as a kid, like I'd, I'd watch that show, I'd be like, five or six years old. So I'd sit through a lot of adult talking <laughs> that I had no idea what was going on, you know. Mm-hmm. I couldn't follow the plot or conversations, and I'd just be so, when is the Hulk coming? <laughs> you know? But if you've been watching the show, there, there's been some good action scenes and good yeah. fight scenes throughout, but definitely episode six was the, uh, the, the, the biggest in terms of budget. Um, they're now saying Captain America 4 is in the works. Hmm. New movie on the way. Interesting. Will Chris Evans be involved? There's no indication that he will. So hold on a second. Who's going to be Captain America? You'll have to watch the show to find <laughs> out. I also got the chance to check out that uh, Nobody movie with Bob Odenkirk that everyone's been talking about. Nice. My wife and I watched it. She uh, she loved it. Uli loved it. Yeah. She thought it was really good. Uh, I enjoyed it as well. It takes place in the John Wick universe. And here's oh, one for really? you. Yeah. A John Wick TV show is in development. Hmm. So I, I don't know if... Odenkirk's character will be in the show. Uh, it's a prequel about a young version of Winston who was played by Ian McShane in the John Wick uh, movies. So I, I don't think Keanu's going to be in this as well. Hmm. It's called The Continental, which is the hotel all the assassins stay in, in in John Wick. Okay. Okay. Winston is just the, the older guy who's like a friend of him. I didn't recognize the name at all. I, I- you know Ian McShane from Deadwood? I didn't. I didn't recognize the name. No, but I, I just googled it. I re- recognize him from the John Wick universe now. Yeah. Not a major player to do a prequel for. It's kind of interesting. Well, who else? You got to find an old John, guy, John Wick. I want to see how he got, how he became the most notorious badass of all time. Because it's the, even the first movie is after he's retired. Uh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. So get a guy who looks like Keanu to play <laughs> the character. Is yeah. that what you do? Like, yeah, a you get um, teenage teenager with a. Scruffy yeah. beard. I was picturing Gordon. Who played young Bruce Willis in Looper? Gordon Joseph Levitt? Is it, that he, isn't he 40 now? <laughs> Maybe he is. <laughs> Wait a second. He's not young. The big UFC fight on the weekend. I should say fights because from what I've heard, the card was incredible. I didn't watch, 
But friends were, were blowing up my phone all night. Like, oh my God, this is the best UFC card I've seen in years. Joining us to talk about it, retired UFC fighter Sam. Hands of Stone Stout. How are you, Sammy? I'm awesome, man. How are you? Good. Jim, say hi to Sam. Sam, good to hear from you. Jim, how you been? Good, man. Good. Do you agree with that statement? Best UFC card in, oh, in years? Un, unreal. It was unbelievable. What do you attribute it to? Because I know it was the first time in a long time. The last time you were on with us, you talked about how you flew over and you spent some time on Fight Island where they were having a lot of these these fights with no yeah. fans. This is the first uh, UFC event where fans have been in attendance in a long time. Do you think that had something to do with why these fights were so great? You know what? I think it was a combination of things. I think it had to do with that was definitely a big a big factor, but the matchups were just great. It was just, uh, yeah, great matchups. Let's talk about the 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 main card. What did you think of the title fight there? The title fight it, it was nasty, uh, you know, and it was really ironic. It's you know Chris Weidman, who's the guy that uh, Anderson Silva broke his leg fighting, and then uh, mm. Weidman has the exact same thing happen to him. It was nasty. (laughs) Is that something you guys talk about in training? Like when you're doing that low kick, that that's always a possibility or is that, is it such a freak accident? Nobody really pays attention to it. It's such a rare thing. Like I've only seen it four times in the 20 some odd years that I've been in the sport. So it's pretty wild. But uh, since it happened, all these tight, like tie boxing guys keep talking about this is why, um, in Thailand, they don't teach kicks below the knee because this is a fact, like a risk that can mm-hmm. happen. But you've seen such a trend in these low cab kicks lately, and so many guys have been winning fights. I mean, Connor lost his last fight because Poirier landed one of these well placed low yeah. uh, low leg kicks. So they can really like, you know, it. it but I guess now people are going to be thinking twice about throwing them so much because bit of a gamble, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> the, it, the, the, pretty much the, the every cons fighter's... seem to outweigh the pros in that situation. <laughs> I mean, it's like every fighter's worst nightmare. Like, it's the cringiest, grossest thing. Like, everyone just, like, I, my phone was blown up, too, and it was all people sending, you know, puking face emojis and stuff <laughs> like that. I haven't watched it, Sam. Should I watch it? Oh, 100%. You haven't <laughs> seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. Just have your barf bag ready. <laughs> Jim, send me the link. I'll watch it. Uh, okay, it's in your Facebook messenger. <laughs> okay, thank you. We'll, we'll do that coming up. You get my reaction to this thing. Uh, the other cards, though, the women fighting, uh, the, the, the ladies really stepped up. There were some great uh, uh, fights between oh, females. Yeah. I mean, uh, Valentina Shevchenko is just such a, a dominant Champ, it's it's always awesome watching her. And then, you know, Wei Li uh, was coming off that crazy fight with uh, with Johanna Jacek, and that was one of the best fights I've ever seen. Period in MMA that that women's title fight where her. Do you remember the one she had the the hematoma on her head? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those right? are crazy. And then yeah. this was her next fight against Rose Namajunas, who's impossible not to cheer for because she's just like. She's you know, she's, she's standing in the corner saying, "I am the best. I am the best." Right? She she has yeah, a... but she's just so likable. You know, it's like she's just 
you know, epitomizes what a, a, a true martial artist is, I think. I think that's she, why she has a certain star so quality, I think. You know, I'm seeing her, her you face posted around, and it's like, it's almost like she's going to be the next Ronda Rousey, is in like in movies or something. Yeah, but she's got this quiet confidence about her, and she's just like, I find her way more likable than, than even a Ronda Rousey. Mm. She's just, uh, she's so humble, she's so good, she's so talented, and, and, uh, you know, she's just a true martial artist. So it's, it's, but I mean, I really like that way Lee girl too. She's, she kind of epitomizes the same thing. So it was, a t- you know, one of those ones where throat kick, right? Didn't she get hit? She didn't know what had happened. She didn't realize she had lost the fight when she stood up and went to, uh, went to her team there. Yeah. That's the thing about getting knocked out though. It's like, you kind of lose the moment in time and, and sometimes you, you snap out of it quick and you, you don't feel that bad, but if you're, your body shuts down on you for that second. The referee's got to stop it because it can be pretty dangerous otherwise. Usman. Big knockout by Usman. Crazy. I didn't see that coming. I thought he was going to come out and make a boring five-round fight where he kind of wrestled and, and took away the, and, and kind of neutralized the striking game, but came out with a serious right hand. Masvidal, is, is that how you pronounce it? George Masvidal? Yeah. George Masvidal, Jorge Masvidal. Jorge? Yeah, yeah. Do, do people not like him? Is he kind of a villain? Um, I think he's one of those guys, I really like him. I think he's just really, like he came from the original Kimbo Slice YouTube fighting days and has risen to, you know, fighting for the world title in the UFC. So I think it's a kind of a cool story. He's a little bit, you know, he's kind of a, kind of a gangster. He's uh, a Cuban guy from Miami. He, you know, wears the Scarface clothes and stuff like that he's not your typical uh like knight in shining armor yeah. uh, guy to cheer for but i think he's kind of a badass so i like him yeah i felt i felt like a lot of people were happy to see him get knocked out but it also could be because it was so unexpected yeah and i mean now you're starting to see usman build the legacy right where he's you're starting to have him in the same conversation with george st pierre a lot uh the guys the guys on the longest active winning streak in the UFC. And I think he's two fights away from beating Anderson Silva's record mm. of 16 straight wins. So, I mean, you're putting him in conversation in a conversation with some pretty serious names. Okay. We've got Sam hands of stone stout retired UFC fighter on with us. And we were just talking about, uh, the fights on Saturday night in the moment. Everyone was going wild about Chris Weidman broke his leg he was kicking his his opponent, but his leg just went. Is there a noise to this, Sammy? Can you can you hear this thing go? I don't think because there was the crowd. This is the first one with the crowd again. So uh, thank God, kinda, thank God, yeah. the crowd was there to yeah, muffle it. That would have been interesting if it was on that Fight Island or or in the UFC Apex there with no crowd because you can hear a pin drop. That's <sighs> okay. been like. That, that's been the one thing about the uh, no crowds that I've kind of liked is hearing all the hearing all the co- the coaches and cornermen and all the smacks from the from the punches and kicks. But uh, I, I was happy to see fans again, though. It's amazing how punches sound so much different in real life than they do in movies. Oh, it sounds like somebody hitting a side of beef with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't sound like whoops, whoops, yeah, whoops. Yeah, it's not like the Bruce Lee movies. Yeah.
Okay, I've been trying to avoid this, but every now I've got we've got Taz and Jim listeners just uh, bombing our uh, our text message inbox and our Facebook with this video, so I might as well get this over with. Jim, you've yes, seen you've seen this? Yeah, yeah, and uh, I accidentally just watched the whole thing, and it's 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 worse than I thought. All right, so here good we luck. go. Oh yeah, here we go. Chris Weidman breaking his leg. You can pretty much watch the whole fight. <laughs> the worst part is it's always not so much the break it's when they go to stand on it yeah, right? and this one doubles it. over on itself it's uh, like oh, uh, so, yeah because if, for him like he didn't realize what had happened he goes to put his full weight uh, on it and and uh, you as a viewer you don't really realize what had happened either until he goes to step down and yeah. that thing is that's like a clean break he has no oh, that's a- a tibia fibia compound fracture there. I think. It looks like Stretch Armstrong. It's gone, uh, yeah. It's gross. It's so nasty. It's like every fighter's worst nightmare, I think. Mm. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine what that must feel like. I'm not watching it again in slow motion, guys. <laughs> that no, was enough. Come on, on. No you got to see it. It's like, it's like rubber. Uh, hey, Sam Stout, happy birthday, buddy. Didn't you just uh, celebrate a big one uh, this past week? Yeah, on the 23rd. 37 oh, years old. 37. Wow. And you've been coming on the show for 15 years. I remember when you were just a kid getting your start in the UFC. And if you're 37, how old am I? Jeez. <laughs> All yeah, right. It was like a long time ago. Well, I hope you had a good birthday. And uh, you definitely had some good fights to watch on Saturday to, uh, yeah, to celebrate with. It was a good uh, birthday card for me. The winner is... Devin Peacock. I want to see you peacock. Time for sports. We are joined by Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. Did you watch the UFC on the weekend? I did not. Uh, I, I did not watch a lot of things. I didn't watch the Oscars. I didn't watch UFC. <laughs> Basically the same thing. <laughs> you didn't see Glenn Close shatter her leg with that kick? <laughs> uh, yeah, Jim's trying to get me to watch. Did you see the, the video of this this guy, Chris Weidman, breaking his leg? I, I haven't, but I just watched the video of uh, Daniel Kalua thanking his parents for having sex and creating him at the Oscars, so I guess Chris <laughs> Weidman breaking his leg is next on my list. Yeah, I don't know which is more cringeworthy. <laughs> Jim's trying to get me to watch this. He thinks I should watch this uh, guy breaking his leg video. I don't know if I can stomach it this morning. I'm toughen you up. Why do people want to watch this? Like, uh, here, here's a, a creepy thing of someone just breaking their leg. That sounds fantastic. Because <laughs> it is wild. It is crazy to think that that can happen. Like, I, I, I saw a readout of it, and they said he snapped his leg in shocking fashion. That does not encourage you to want to see someone just snap their leg. Uh, but I got so many messages from friends. You gotta see this. You gotta see. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm trying not to. I've seen it pop up in my timeline on social media, and I scroll as fast as I can to get away from it. I don't know. We got we got Sam Stout coming on, former uh, UFC fighter, retired UFC fighter after eight o'clock. So we'll see what Sammy has to say about it. it I didn't want to. I didn't want to see Alex Smith when he broke his leg in the NFL like a year and a half or two years ago. I don't want to see Chris. I, I hope he's okay. I, apparently, he's he had surgery. He's doing well. 
But uh, I'd rather look at him in the uh, hospital room than in the octagon just snapping his leg. That's disgusting. Yeah. So let's see him in that bed giving the thumbs up. Yeah. Okay, put that aside, Dev. You want to talk about hockey. Yeah. Let's forget talking about breaking legs. Let's talk about uh, Connor McDavid maybe breaking some ankles here and uh, just zooming around everyone in the NHL. He has a chance to score 100 points this season. He's at 77 so far, so he needs... 23 points over his next 11 games, which is a lot, obviously, but if there's anyone in the NHL who can do it, it would be uh, Connor McDavid. If he does it, he would be, for the entire season, at a 1.79 points per game average, which is a pace that only nine other players have matched over a 56-game span. It confirms what everyone knows, that Connor McDavid is A, the best, but in my opinion, more so than Sidney Crosby, the closest we have come to Wayne Gretzky since Wayne Gretzky. Wow, that is high praise. And it's not just because he wears the Edmonton Oilers jersey, right? No, he's just so dumb. I mean, like, Crosby has won on every level. So that's, I'm, not, I'm not trying to take anything away from Crosby. It's just McDavid dominates at a level that I don't think we truly have seen since Gretzky. And it's because he doesn't have the, the right team around him? Is that why uh, you think he's not getting the same praise Gretzky did? It, it's all about the Oilers. The Oilers are just a terribly run franchise. No one expects them to do anything this year. I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a shame because someone with his talent should be doing more than, you know, maybe making the playoffs. And if you make the playoffs, m- moving on beyond just one round, it's, it's, it's a waste of his talent. Woman learned she had an outstanding felony charge on her record for not returning a VHS tape to a video store back in 1999. She's 52 years old now. Her name's Karen. She just got married when she went to change her last name. Uh, she found she had an outstanding felony charge back in her hometown in Oklahoma. When she looked into it, she found out that uh, she was accused of renting a VHS tape of Sabrina the Teenage Witch from a video store never returning it. <laughs> what? The felony? She says she doesn't even remember renting it. She said, I lived with a young man back then who had kids. I'm thinking he rented it and didn't take it back or something. I've never watched that show in my entire life. <laughs> uh, good news is they're going to expunge the the charges. The charges will be dropped and expunged from her record. The video store is closed down now. So. Yeah, I'm trying to feel like, who does she owe the money to? I'm confused as how this could possibly be a felony. I know a lot of people who went out when they found out Blockbuster Video was was going under. They went out and they rented whatever they could. Video games, you know. And then just hope that it shut down in the meantime. Right. Did that? Did, would that work? I guess it would, right? Because who's gonna? Well, everybody's fired and everybody's gone. It works until you go to change your name and realize that you're a wanted felon. <laughs> Got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Anything you've been? Uh, I got some old library books I never returned from high school. Be careful. Yeah. I had an old seatbelt ticket. I got a. I got a ticket for not wearing a seatbelt in my friend's car when I was like sixteen or seventeen years old as a passenger, and I completely forgot about it. And then I got pulled over in my twenties, and they're like, "You've been driving with a, 
your license is expired or is suspended because you have a former charge that hasn't been looked after. I'm like, what charge? Really? They're like, uh, you weren't wearing your seatbelt? I was like, oh my God, really? <laughs> I, I think I didn't have my seatbelt back. I don't even know if I had my license back then. Yeah, But it yeah. came back to bite me. Yeah, because I was just thinking, like, I guess it depends on what age you are, but when you have to renew your license or get any stickers or anything like that, all those charges, well, all my parking tickets come up. I know that. <laughs> if there is one person <laughs> who would be thrown in prison for not returning a DVD or a VHS, that I know in my life it would be you, Joe. <laughs> I've almost been there, yeah. I've, I've, I had a lot of, lot of fines, like, from the stores back in the day because my family... It'd be crazy because there's six people in my family, so one of us would have a late fine, and we wouldn't be able to rent it until you'd you paid off out, one of your siblings. Lock out all fines. the brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you do it on purpose, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just to ruin their date night. Yeah, you, know, you do. You, it's like, oh, I got late fees. I guess I'm not renting a movie till Jim goes and rents one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not paying the late fees. And now the winner is. Devin Peacock. I want to see you peacock. Taz and Jim with Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. It's time for sports. And Dev, you got a bit of a chip on your shoulder when it comes to Major League Baseball today. Yeah, Madison Bumgarner threw a no-hitter on Sunday. However, it will not count as an official no-hitter according to Major League Baseball because it happened during a a, uh, double-header that the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks are playing against the Atlanta Braves. And double headers since last year, and it continues this year, are now seven innings. And so the Major League, uh, Major League Baseball has a rule on the books that if a game is not nine innings and there is a no-hitter, it is not an official no-hitter, which to me is just beyond stupid. If the win counts, if all the hits count, if the home runs count, if everything else counts stat-wise for players' careers in the season, then the no-hitter should count. It but it really isn't the same thing. decision to do this. It was Major League Baseball's decision. But it really isn't the same thing. A no-hitter, I mean, you're putting in 25% less work, and you're still getting the same uh, accolades with the no-hitter. It doesn't matter. It, it wasn't his decision and the team's decision to say, hey, you know what, uh, it's, uh, let's do seven today. It was Major League Baseball's decision to say, hey, we're only going to do seven innings on days where we have double headers, and so if all and what's that players, all, what's that all about? Is this my softball league? <laughs> like these guys are professional athletes, <laughs> play the full game. It's, I think that rule is dumb as well. My my whole point is, if all the other stats count, then this should count. You can't say arbitrarily, well, because you have to go nine innings. Well, then it's I don't care. Sorry, it's if if this is the game, and he didn't give up any hits in the game. That's no-hitter. And this time Friday, Jim, we were talking to uh, Deer Run Golf Course, which is near Blenheim, Ontario, and they were expressing their frustration with the current regulations. Golf course is not allowed to be open to try and curb the spread of COVID-19, and many disagree with that. But what do you do? It's not like you're just going to open up your golf course and let people golf there. Against the law. Yeah, it's against the law. You can't do it. Well, the uh, Bridges Golf Course in Tilsonburg, Ontario said, screw it. <laughs> and they took tea times all through the weekend. There's uh, pictures, Global News has an uh, article online, pictures of people out there on the course golfing. 
<laughs> they thought they were being sneaky, but someone got out the telephoto lens there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was the worst kept secret in Ontario, to be honest. Yeah, well, national news. The f- spotlight on Tilsonburg. Mayor of Tilsonburg isn't happy about it. I'm sure there's others in the government that aren't happy, but a lot of golfers and a lot of people are saying good for them. Because the the science isn't really there to back this one up. Yeah, seems to be. In yeah. terms of the spread of COVID being linked back to golf courses. Yeah, everybody who's against the golf course lockdowns keeps quoting the stat that there has been not a single COVID uh, case linked back to the golf course. And that sounds, it sounds almost impossible seeing as how there's so many COVID cases, but I still haven't seen anybody prove that, that suggestion wrong. Yeah. Even if there was regulations, as we said on Friday, if there's regulations where you weren't allowed to be in a cart with another person or you couldn't even take a power cart, you had to walk the mm-hmm. course, you know, give these these courses, these family run in a lot of cases, courses, something so they can make some money. They only have a, a few months a year while the sun's shining to, uh, to, to make their cash. I posted, uh, what do you guys think about the Tilsonburg Golf Club opening up over the weekend on our Facebook page? And I got a couple comments here. Steve says, uh, what do I think? I say, what's their number? Get me a tea time this weekend. Douglas says, as long as the clubhouse isn't open, what's the big deal? Douglas Ford? <laughs> I think he might be on that same page soon. And Lindsay says, most of this thread is the reason why we are still in over our heads in this COVID mess. Because there's a lot of people, the vast majority, saying open up all the golf courses. I was speaking to some people out in Tilsonburg. Uh, somebody actually called me and asked if I wanted to golf there. <laughs> <laughs> somebody who has that power? Somebody, somebody said, you need a tea time, Taz. I'm like, I would love a tea time. <laughs> But I don't think the optics would be great on that if Jim and I came out to the course on a Saturday and defied the uh, Premier of Ontario. Yeah, if you want to make that political statement, all the power to you. I'll, You're not uh, coming? You're going to hang back on I'm, I'm going to be watching from the bushes. <laughs> Talking about the Bridges Golf Course in Tilsonburg. They decided that they were going to take tee times right through the weekend. They're booked solid, even though the province said golf courses have to remain closed to... Help with the COVID situation that we're currently in. Now, Jim, you mentioned that no cases have been traced back to golf courses. Here's a message from Mike. Why not open every business then that has zero cases traced back to them? Tattoo Studios already had some of the most strict health measures pre-COVID. And when they've been allowed to open, they've had zero cases. Unfortunately, though... If we leave places open that you have a personal connection to, nothing's going to be shut down. Sorry, golfers. We all want our favorite hobbies back, but none of this works if we pick and choose. But I digress. People are going to do whatever they want anyways. As the small town I live in proves daily, just accept we're going to be in this for a lot longer than we have to be. Specifically because of golf courses? Because maybe not. Maybe it has nothing to do with it. But I hear what he's saying. If you I, say I, there's zero, if the argument is there's zero cases traced back to golf courses, you could say, well, there's zero cases traced back to tattoo parlors, and then you open the tattoo parlors. And it, every, well, then I would make the case to open up tattoo parlors, <laughs> <laughs> not close down golf courses. Everybody's frustrated, and so many people have sacrificed, right? And those people, I, I can't imagine you have a business next to another business, and suddenly the government's like, okay, your neighbor can open, but you've got to stay closed how angry that would make you as a business owner. I get it. It's it's a tough situation, but from the rumors that we have swirling, 
there's there may be an announcement about golf courses this week. They could be opening back up. Mm-hmm. How about this? Pretend to open golf courses back up. Just don't tell golfers' families that they're still closed. And just let them take a golf cart out and sit in the woods for three hours, maybe take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> just for just to I, get some fresh air. I just need to be able to tell my wife I have a tea time so I can get out of the house and hide <laughs> for five hours. I just want to be alone. Yeah, we've all realized we don't actually like golf. We just like going away. Yeah. Yeah, doing something. Golf is is 50% about the sport and 50% about getting away from your family (laughs) for five hours. I mean, I'm such a bad golfer. I'm usually mad when I'm golfing. I hate golf. I think about it. (laughs) I hate golf, but I love a little break every once in a while. Yeah, a nice walk. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.